You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. Fear is believing that what you don't see is real and true. Faith is believing what you don't see is real and true. So the question is, what is the focus of your belief? Is it in the kingdom of darkness? If it is, you will have a lot of fears because the kingdom of darkness is filled with deceit, lies, and darkness, whereas the kingdom of light is filled with truth and reality. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor, today joined by Paulina De La Fuente. Paulina, thanks for being here. It's good to be back. And the Sunday speaker, the one, the only, Bob Moss. Bob, thanks for being here. I'm very happy to be here. So on Sunday, you had a great message unpacking the concept of two kingdoms, talking about renewing our mind and heart. So I love to start every episode just by asking the speaker kind of what were some of your initial thoughts as you prepared for the message and some of the key takeaways you hope people got out of the, the message on Sunday? Good question. My first thought, as is my first thought with everything I'm doing right now, is the contrast of two kingdoms. So my immediate thought was to describe how we are conditioned from infancy to, to think in the terms of the kingdom of darkness. And when we are born again, come to faith in Jesus Christ, we have a new way of thinking. But that is a huge transition from the kingdom of darkness. But it is that simple. We have to stop thinking the way we thought in the kingdom of darkness and think the way God wants us to think in the kingdom of light. That's good stuff, Bob. I know you, I've gotten a chance to speak with you on numerous occasions over the last weeks uh, where you unpacked the two kingdoms a little further. But one of the things that you kind of mentioned both on Sunday and just in our conversations has been about simplifying and the idea how these two kingdoms helps you simplify things. So what are maybe some practical ways that you've seen God use the two kingdoms and ways of being able to simplify things? I don't know whether it's decision-making or priorities, kind of what are some ways he's helped you do that? Well, it, it has helped in my decision-making tremendously, but it has also helped greatly in my Bible study, in my uh, reviewing Scripture, meditation in the Word. Uh, the kingdom of darkness, for example, is complex. And the reason it is complex is because of ego our egos make it complex because we love drama. So drama makes the kingdom of darkness uh, very confusing. Whereas you come over into the kingdom of light, and the more you walk in the kingdom of light, the simpler everything becomes because there is no drama in the kingdom of light. 
Yeah, no, that's good. Pauline, I'd love to enter you in on this conversation. Kind of as you've heard Bob talk about the two kingdoms, what are maybe some takeaways that you've had as it comes to the kingdom of light versus kingdom of darkness? Well, Bob, even you just saying that right now, I was sitting here thinking that's so true in my life and areas that feel full of drama and confusion and where I go in normally thinking, trying to sift out as if there is a light in there. And I think just thinking about my life and what you said, that's not true. Most It's all in the kingdom of darkness. And I know we know that confusion even is from the enemy. And so that really helps me distinguish God is simple in the, His instructions to us. And it helps me think about trying to be more just simply obedient instead of getting lost in the mess of drama and darkness. Exactly. Now, uh, another uh, another big, uh, uh, to me, this is really big. In the kingdom of darkness, people focus on being victims. Mm-hmm. You know, when other people hurt them, when other people do things that hurt them, their first response is, I'm hurt, I am a victim. Um, And they have to cope with that some way. However, if we look at it from the kingdom of light, in the kingdom of light, the Bible says we are more than conquerors. Yeah, so Bob, what does that look like practically, that idea of victim versus conqueror mentality? Mm -hmm. Well, a victim is a person who has been hurt. There is no doubt that something has happened to them that was beyond their control. Mm. But from God's perspective, we are never out of control of our response to any situation. And if we follow the kingdom of light and live in the kingdom of light, we will know in our hearts that the Bible declares us more than conquerors. Mm -hmm. Bad things that happen to us are not unusual. Everybody has bad things happen to them. The difference is that when we are walking in the kingdom of light, we are able to accept those things without resisting them and turn them over to God and trust God that he is going to make it work together for good. So that's what I'm talking about. Instead of having negative emotions about bitterness and resentment and anger and hatred towards other people for what they've done to us, by understanding our experiences from God's perspective, we can live a life of victory. We can live an abundant life, and nothing can separate us from God's love. Yeah, that's good. And I want to ask you all both kind of this next question here. When we talk about, um, 
not only just kind of the mentality, the mindset. We've been in this renewed series talking about just kind of renewing, whether it's the Great Commandment. Next week, we'll focus on the Great Commission. This week, focus on kind of the mind and heart. Uh, a few weeks ago, Sean talked about a heart check and just trying to have us kind of uh, look inside and kind of see kind of where we're at. And then a lot of this week, Bob was talking about kind of the mind and just kind of our mindsets with both the two kingdoms, but also just even with the phases in which we grow. So practically, how do we kind of take next steps to go there as far as how do we transform our mind? How do we renew our minds? Okay. Well, to me, it would be a lot like moving to a foreign country. Uh, You move to a foreign country And you have to learn how to live in that country. You have to learn the language of that country. You have to learn the culture of that country. You have to learn what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, their traditions, and the list goes on and on. Well, when we leave the kingdom of darkness and we are born again, we are babies in a new kingdom. Yeah. But just as uh, a mother comes over from Mexico into the United States and that child is born in the United States, that child is a U.S. citizen, even though it had nothing to do with their being born in America mm-hmm. or the United States. So we are born again into a new kingdom by the Spirit of God, and we become citizens of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. So as children, and we are babes in Christ, the Bible says, uh, Peter said it this way, he says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word so that you may grow up. Well, growing up involves a transformation of the way you think. Mm -hmm. And so a a person uh, has to transition from thinking darkness into thinking light. Fortunately, when I started following the Lord, I connected with a group called the Navigators, and they taught me how to memorize Scripture. Mm -hmm. Memorizing Scripture, from my perspective, is the absolute best way to renew your mind. Because if you hear the Word of God, you retain a small percentage of it. If you study the Word, you, re- you retain a lot more. But if you memorize the Word of God, you have it hidden in your heart. And it is there continually in every situation. And God can bring that out of your heart into your mind. In, and the more you know, the more it is easier to adapt to situations. Yeah, I think that's a a great example. It makes me think if you are someone that 
if you could be isolated in, let's say, the U.S. and not be aware of any other cultures or languages or anything, and then you are put in a foreign country, that's kind of what I think becoming a believer is like for people. Maybe not everybody, but I think all of a sudden being aware that that there's this whole foreign culture and language. And luckily, I think about my life and I think that the Holy Spirit really does that work in our minds to make us aware that we don't always have to think this way or think about ourselves this way or people that have hurt us like you talked about, but we Mm -hmm. can actually think in a new way. I remember really becoming aware that I had new thoughts and not because... I can stir them up and decide to think differently, but because the Holy Spirit started helping me think differently. I think to your question, practically for me, I always think of the verse in 2 Corinthians that says, take captive every thought and not only take it captive, but make it obedient to Christ. Mm -hmm. And for me, the taking captive, you know, you can identify, or at least I can identify things that are not thoughts from God. But when I take it captive and I just leave it, it, sometimes it feels like it's still in my head. And so with renewing my mind, I always, recently especially, I've been trying to take it that extra step of making that thought obey Christ. And for me, having a tangible, I visualize that in my head and think, this is not from God, so I'm not going to let it sit either, but I'm going to ask God to renew my mind and I'm going to make that thought obedient to Christ, even if I don't believe that new thought yet. And for me, that's like practically how I've seen God renew my mind. Yes, that's a very good way of describing it. Very good. Yeah. And I think related to this, it may not be a little practical, I guess, but one of the things I've just even talked to with Bob, you about as far as with the kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light, and just how simplifying that concept is for me as I try to take thoughts captive or even just messages that I'm receiving and consuming, because Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest part that I don't realize is how much of the kingdom of darkness I'm listening to. And it may not sound like darkness and evil at the time, but as I begin to kind of process through, okay, is this, which kingdom is this coming from? And as I use Mm -hmm. that kind of lens and that filter, it becomes pretty clear kind of over time, which one. And so I got to be careful with that. And I've got to, like you said, even just um, substitute that or replace that with truth, whether it's through memorizing scripture or just surrounding myself with biblical truth in ways that I can kind of evaluate each of these ideas, some of them very subtle, again, that that kind of are, are kind of shifting me in a certain direction. Bob, have you kind of seen that too, as far as just evaluating things you've consumed or that you kind of are a part of? Absolutely. Uh, an example of this would be thoughts of fear versus thoughts of faith. Now, what's interesting is that fear and faith have the same definition. Fear is believing that what you don't see is real and true. Faith is believing what you don't see is real and true. So, the question is, what is the focus of your belief? Is it in the kingdom of darkness? If it is, you will have a lot of fears because there are many illusions. The the kingdom of darkness is filled with deceit, lies, 
and darkness, whereas the kingdom of light is filled with truth and reality. So when you know what God says about something, you can always believe what God says because God is not a human being that he should lie. Mm -hmm. He's not of the human race so that he should change his mind. His words are absolute. So we can take them to the bank, so to speak. Mm -hmm. We can count on what God says. We cannot count on anything that Satan says, mm -hmm. anything that the darkness says. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's really so good. good. Bob, what about when it comes to kind of examples of things that you've seen God renew your mind in as far as whether it's maybe habits or whether it's just even mentalities or kind of uh, kind of maybe describe that, maybe give people a picture of kind of what that looks like practically for somebody that maybe is just sitting here going, well, I've been thinking the same way I have for years, or I, I have this problem that I just can't get rid of kind of, and I, 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 you know, I, I just keep getting consumed by fear. And so how, how does someone kind of step into uh, this, this view of faith like you talked about? Well, perfect love casts out fear. Mm. It drives fear away. But love, from God's perspective, is obeying the first commandment, loving God with all of your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And the second command that Jesus said is like it. It is love your neighbor like you love yourself. So he says all of the law and all of the prophets hang on those two commands. So instead of worrying or cluttering, cluttering your mind with all kinds of things, if you can focus on loving God, then great things happen. Now, it doesn't mean that your circumstances are great. What it means is that your perspective on the circumstances is filled with light and understanding about what is happening. Mm. So loving God is the absolute most important thing that we can do, but that does not come natural. Mm. That's good. That's good. Paulina, how do you kind of, when it comes to this idea of faith versus fear and kind of a, with everything pointing towards fear, uh, how do you kind of consciously make an effort to kind of focus on and choosing faith? Um, I think it's just really similar to what you're saying, Bob, but for me, it even when you think about tangible fear, well, I don't know if that exists, but the kind of fear that's about something like like when I was a kid, I had a lot of fear about being alone and nighttime. So that feels like a more practical fear. You know, it's not like, what's my life going to be like? Um, is COVID ever going to go? You know, and nothing like that, but just super tangible. And I think what it feels, why it feel, felt so hard to fight was because I didn't see it, like you said, but I also didn't ever replace it with anything. And so if like what you're saying, Bob, that if we sit and think, 
for me, if I sit and think like, no, that's fear. That's not from God. That's fear. That's fear. That's fear. I'm still focused on the fear versus realizing that when I clean out a room, I need to fill it with something good. And that's for me, that's the practical that I take from what you're saying, Bob, that that's how I not only get rid of the fear, but replace it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny how I was thinking that with God, it's funny how He just He really does renew our mind. I used to think that that just would feel like my old self with a little tweaks to it, but He really does flip it. I mean, it's almost like in my old way of thinking, A plus B always equaled C, you know, and then God renews our mind and all of a sudden A plus B is F and it's it's encouraging because it's the same inputs. I think that's what I've been thinking about listening to you, Bob, is that you can't, I don't have the control of the outside circumstances. And in a lot of ways, I still am fed the same outside circumstances. And yet God renews my mind in a way where it doesn't equal the same thoughts fueled by fear, but instead is replaced with faith. I think that was an excellent way of putting it. Because when we come to faith in Jesus, our circumstances are very similar to the way they were before Mm -hmm. we came to faith in Christ. And they're very similar to the experiences everybody has. Mm. Right now, the whole world is experiencing a pandemic. Many people are living in fear right now because of the pandemic, because of what they have been told about the pandemic. Well, if you look at what God says in his word, for example, God will take whatever experience we are going through, whether it's collective or individually, he will take that experience and he will make it work for something good in our life Mm -hmm. because there is no evil in the kingdom of light. There's no darkness in the kingdom of light. There's nothing bad that is going on in the Mm -hmm. kingdom of light. So we are living, we are still living in the same body we had before we came to faith in Christ, and we still have to go through the same processes. We just do it with a renewed mind. Mm -hmm. And the more our mind is renewed, the easier it is and the simpler it is to accept the circumstances that are going on around us. That's good. Mm. Yeah, and I think about just when it comes to choosing faith over fear um, and even with the kingdom of light versus kingdom of darkness, there's only two options. You're either choosing faith Mm. or fear. It's not like you can have kind of a mix of both in the same way you can't have a little bit of light and a little bit of darkness. They're just, they're, they're opposite of each other. And so I think for me, just even evaluating when I'm having trouble truly believing and, and trusting God, it's really a matter of, okay, what's the track record here? What is, as I line up the kingdom of light, as I line up the kingdom of darkness, because 
you know, Satan's constantly trying to tell me, oh, like you can't trust God or God's not who he says he is. I mean, that goes back to the garden as far as the original sin. And so I think for me, if I look not only in my own life, but even just collectively, as far as are the ways of the word, are the ways of the kingdom of light, truly what's going to bring me life. And I think, cause that's ultimately what we're all trying to experience mm-hmm. is we're trying to, to, to receive life. And so I think to live that fulfilled life, I, I think when I, when I sort it out that way, it's much more clear than kind of this complex kind of jumbled, some light, some darkness, trying to sprinkle some things here and there to make it look okay. Uh, I think that's where for me, it kind of helps simplify um, both of those constructs there. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness because I am the light of life. And when we follow Jesus, we, we start out taking baby steps. And the steps that we take um, are simple. Uh, but these steps that we take are progressive in that we take bigger strides. Uh, Another way of looking at it is uh, the psalmist said it this way, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. So let's, let's just take that apart for a minute. When we, be, when we are brand new Christians, God only needs to, to shine a 10-watt bulb in our heart, and He's going to find darkness, and He's going to expose darkness in our life. Well, we keep following Him, we deal with that darkness, and we get rid of it, and we think, wow, I've cleaned that up. And then God says, okay, Uh, You want me to continue to focus on shining my light on you? And you say, yes, I want you to. So God says, okay, and he brings out a 25-watt light bulb. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, suddenly you see things in your life that you didn't see before, Mm -hmm. that you know are not, they don't belong in the kingdom of light. So he's gracious to us. He doesn't he doesn't immediately shine a thousand watt light bulb on us. He's gradual in the way that he teaches us. And so in Corinthians, it refers to us as our, be- our minds are being renewed and we're being changed from glory to glory. Uh, the NIV says we're changed into ever increasing Glory, And what that is, it's ever-increasing light. So how do we get that? Well, God puts us in circumstances that are beyond our control. And a young Christian is going to pray, Lord, let me, help me get out of the circumstances. Well, we're asking God to do something that, it, that goes against what he wants to do because he wants us to grow. And the only way we grow is through adversity. Mm-hmm. Adversity is necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's another way that God has of bringing out those negative things in our life that need to be transformed or renewed. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. Yeah, I love what you said, Bob, about even just baby steps because I think mm. so many listeners as well as just people I know when it comes to church and following God, it's super intimidating. And you look, you know, we look at people like you and we're like, wow, okay, I, I can't be like Bob. Mm. Or this is not, you know, if only you knew the real me, there's no way that I could be like that. And so these, this kind of, we elevate people in a way of, of being, being, seeing them as so far removed from really reality. And so I love this idea just in the same way that God designed it as far as these steps, this process. And so we, we don't have to, God's not expecting of us to, to get to this 40 year path that we're on. It's like, he wants us just to take the next step. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. I started following the Lord in November, 1964. Uh, I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict, not drug addict, I was a, addicted to tobacco. I mean, I, I smoked pipes, I smoked cigars, I smoked cigarettes. I was addicted to pornography, I was addicted to uh, many other habits, gambling. I had a real serious problem with gambling. Well, fortunately for me, God delivered me the night that I was saved from alcohol. That was a supernatural deliverance. It, it was unbelievable. I, but it, it took years for me to get the victory over other habits and addictions that I had. And it was a process. And... He, he dealt with my heart. He dealt with uh, attitudes of my heart, many things. He's been dealing with me for 55 years, and I'm not perfect by any means. I still have many issues that, that I am tested in, mm. but I know how to cooperate with God now in a way that I didn't know before. Mm. And so it's, it's easier for me but it's still the same challenge because he, there is no end to the brightness of the light that he can shine in our hearts. Because no matter how long we live, we're never going to be measure, able to measure up to the character of Jesus Christ. He is our model. He is not only our role model, he, the Bible calls him our example. He's our savior, but he's also the one we follow. We're trying to be more and more like Jesus. Mm. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, that's so encouraging, Bob. And even what you added, Taylor, it's like, that's as I look around in my head of our body of believers, that how cool that we get to walk together and that we all have light being shined in us and that we get to cheer each other on and we're all just being obedient mm -hmm. instead of it being, well, Bob's Bob's obedience is memorizing more scripture than I have ever learned. And so I can't try to be where Bob is, you know, and, and there's many, many different people in different spots that we're all at. But if we take out what you said, Taylor, about the comparison, and we just realize that we're all in this process with God, and there's different light that He's shining and on different things, it just encourages me to do it together, even Amen. though our situations aren't exact. And that's what community is all mm -hmm. about. That's why at, at Cypress Creek Church, we are so blessed uh, with many people 
uh, some of these, some of the folks have been walking with the Lord a long time. Some of them uh, have only been walking with the Lord a few months. Mm. But we all work together, and grace is mm-hmm. the thing that covers all of us. Mm-hmm. And so we don't judge one another. We don't fight the circumstances. Whatever God is allowing to happen to us as a church, we go with the flow of the Spirit of God and allow God to guide us, mm-hmm. okay? But neither do we attach ourselves to the things of this world because attachment to those things will weigh us down and keep us from uh, being mm-hmm. what God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. And then being attracted to the things in the world. Our attractions and our attachments need to be in the kingdom of light. Mm. That's what happens when you love God with all of your heart, soul, strength, and mind. You don't want the things of the world because Mm. uh, you've heard my definition. I just came up with this. The Lord gave this to me several weeks ago. And I think it is definitely a God-given revelation, whatever you want to call it. Sin is self-inflicted negativity. We are responsible for our sin, and it always brings us negative results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just think back to what we started this episode talking about, just even this idea of the victim versus conqueror mentality and just how even just that very definition of sin and just recognizing that, okay, I can't control how people react towards me or how they, you know, but I can control what's going on in my mind and my heart. And I think that that's when that gives power to my ability to respond and to seek God in each of those circumstances. Amen. That's really good. That's really good. Bob, anything else you want to leave us with as we wrap up today? No, not that I can think of, other than it's been a joy for me to be here today. I always enjoy these podcasts. I enjoy the fellowship and your questions and the spontaneity of it all. I don't have to rehearse or (laughs) prepare anything. I just come in and wing it. (laughs) That's right. Well, I'm glad you do. Pauline and Bob, thanks for being here. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us, conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.